Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? I'm good. I'm not. <laughs> You're I good. I feel like crap. You're good. You're going to make it through. I'll we, struggle, uh, boss. We, we talked about it uh, off air, but Richie's a little under the weather today, and it's raining, so it's kind of poopy here in uh, southeastern Michigan, but we're going to... We're going to get through this podcast. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, For those of you watching now on Twitch, uh, thank you for coming and watching. Also, uh, for those of you in the future or watching us on YouTube, appreciate that too. Hello. Um, So this weekend, Richie, I I had a wedding and you had CBUS, which is short for Columbus. Still don't know why the fuck you call it that. It makes me really... Because you take out the middle letters and you have CBUS. Yeah, but you don't need to shorten it. Why not? Because it's unnecessary. It's Columbus. But it's also Cebus. It's like saying, it'd be like saying, um, God, what is that? Uh, Louisville in Kentucky? Louisville. Is Louisville. That's actually how it's pronounced, is Louisville. Nope. It's Louisville. Fight me. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> go, go back to bed. <laughs> you so so I was at a wedding this weekend and I had a blast of course I was there with family my wife uh, was the only one that couldn't make it she was at a bachelorette party up north uh, in um, middle Michigan I guess um, and you know they were they were hanging out going to the beach um, you know playing ouch ouch you're on my hair with some strippers probably and you know, some, just some probably some great times. She said she had a good time, and I believe her. That's awesome. Yeah, I believe did her. Did you have a good time at the wedding? I did. I did. I uh, I danced my ass off. My legs hurt really bad when I woke up the next morning. <laughs> Not just because of the alcohol, because I danced so much. Um, Call you happy feet? You could, yeah. I took so many videos. So many videos. I don't know why I saved them all. I Actually, I do, because I was intoxicated. That's why I saved all those mm-hmm. videos. That's that's what happens. Yeah, you're just you know when you're having a great time, you're like, I gotta record Everybody's this. Everybody's gonna want to see this. <laughs> Everybody's gonna want to see this. And then when you wake up the next morning <laughs> and you watch like two of the videos, you're like, why the fuck did I save these videos? <laughs> no, it's just me doing the same thing. It's me recording people dancing, and then I turn the camera at myself and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm yelling and I'm having a great time mm-hmm. and. <sighs> Warren, party of one. Your dance floor's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, for those of you on SoundCloud, you won't be able to see this this man, beautiful, sexy man body. Um, but the I I do have some pictures. Yeah, you know, uh, me and my brother-in-law, uh, we we had to share a bed. You know, <laughs> um, those are that's what happens when you're in uh, Finley, Ohio. Oh, you were in Finley. Okay. Yes, I was in Finley, Ohio. Okay. Yeah, there uh, there's not uh there's not a lot going on there. There's not. It was the Finley Inn, and mm. that was the nicest place that you could stay. So was it better or worse than uh, the hotel we stayed at in Philly? Um, same, same. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very similar to a Days Inn, but yeah. Um, it was it was kind of small in there, you know. It. I tried yeah, to put I mean, a pillow in like between you're... us here, but you know he was. I think he ripped the pillow out and started cuddling me. You mm. know. He's, it looks like, I mean, he had to. It looks like you're taking up 70% of that bed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on his side. He's, he's, just a, he's just a cute little thing. 
Um, but yeah, we were uh, we were hoping some uh, some others could be there, um, like the Blairs. If I would have gotten invited, I might be cute to been there. Yeah, the Blairs weren't there. We were missing them. We were sending them pictures. So uh, hope to see them next time. Um, but yeah, I got some other pictures here. This is me and my sister-in-law. Uh, she looks good. I. I just look like a bald, fat man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I dressed up. Um, One that's day, the mother. Uh, that's the mother of the uh, bride and groom. Mm. That's my brother-in-law flipping me off. That's usually about seventy percent of his pictures. It's just <laughs> there. It is. Yeah, that's us at the bar. Um, so something and, I want to talk about is it is in that picture. You mentioned the drink to me before when we were in the casino. But explain to our audience that drink that you guys created. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's raspberry stoli, which is a vodka, and then you add uh, you add a little bit of uh, you add water to it, and then a splash of cran, and then you add about eh, a quarter uh, sugar-free Red Bull, and everybody that tastes it, they say, hmm, that's refreshing. It is, you know. I still need to try it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fabulous. Um. It, they taste better when you make them doubles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. I'm just joking. You just load it up. Yeah. <laughs> so the memory jar, I, I drew a, a little penis, and then the guy next to me drew a uh, Donald Trump heart. Nice. Can you see the Donald now? I, I can, yeah. Yeah, he was he was just so excited. And, uh, yeah, so we had a we had a really good time. Dance flooring it up. The bride and groom, they were great. You know, they had a, a lot of heartfelt, um, you know, speeches and, um, did you give a speech? I wish I would have gave a speech, <laughs> but I, I talked to him afterwards and you know told him I was proud of them. They're young. They're uh, 22, okay. 23, so you know your age. Um, and then of course my father-in-law he found the Facebook app um, where you could turn yourself into a female. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites for you that Stefan sent me that I showed last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So please go check that out on the YouTube. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he looks just like. Our, his his niece that's his niece right there <laughs> she's don't they look like twins uh kind of sweet. well i wouldn't say that your niece has a mustache <laughs> minus that's the mustache minus the mustache all right so that that's it that was that was me and the fam this weekend got the, but got the men in black look going on here yeah you know i i try got to wear the shades. those i try to wear those shades you know my sunglasses gotta, at night gotta hide from them haters i do i gotta <laughs> hide from the haters but um yeah, so how did Columbus go for you? You had a good time, right? Yeah, it was a good time. I went with uh, Brian Carey, Jacob Hard, and Donovan Abraham. It was a good time. We uh, we had some good food. I normally normally I stay at a hotel about oh fifteen ish minutes from inside Columbus, mm-hmm. and it's super nice hotel. You know, I know all the I know the restaurants I go to every time. Yeah, but that hotel was booked out when I looked, so. I end up staying where Brian and them normally stay at the Red Roof Inn. In Brian Carey. Brian Carey. Yep. <clears throat> it's Mr. Uh, Mr. Pro himself. Mm-hmm. Good man. Uh, no, that's Nick now. Oh, Nick. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so we stayed there. It was actually pretty nice being, like, legit across the street from the convention center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the drive was good. A lot of jokes. A lot of uh, enjoying ourselves. Magic could have gone better, but... I think I played a deck that I didn't have quite enough time on. Okay. And the classic would have went okay, but I wanted to try to play for a little extra and ended up getting burnt literally in the end. So, <laughs> you I know, know, I was I was bummed that you didn't do well at Columbus, but when you told me 
uh, that you you lost a burn basically all weekend. Mm-hmm. I was really happy for you mm-hmm. because but, you know I I like hearing burn do well. It makes me happy. I still think uh, Phoenix is probably or the prowess decks are in better position, but yeah, I think so too. I think you might be right. Um, yeah. So hold on to your shorts for this episode, by the way, because Richie, what did you see? What did you see there that did really well? Uh, the gat came back the very next day. Yeah, so hoge. Oh, hoge. I don't want to. I don't want to say if I say it. Gekka style. So is it is it like Beetlejuice where if you say it three times? Yeah, he's gonna show up in the room. He's gonna delve right into our faces right now. But yeah, if you guys want to play along. Um, if you want to play a drinking game for uh, each time that you hear the word Hogak during this podcast, you, you better drink. Be dead. Yeah, you would probably die. Um, but, you know, maybe just take a sip of something. Um, they still might die. Because the Gak is, uh, what does Chris I say? I pay Monopoly, I play, Mon- play money for that album. <laughs> da 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 the Gak. I pay Monopoly well, thank you, Chris, Play for coming by. For that album. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Chris, we'll have a little. Uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know about that at the end of the podcast here. Um, it's but, not uh, a secret. No, it's 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 definitely secret. We've got some. We've got a special guest next Our week. Our first guest, right? Our first guest, yeah. And it's what episode nine. <clears throat> it's gonna be great. Fitting first guest too. Yeah, it's not a bad not a bad first guest. We I guessed for him one time. Now he has to guest guest for me. Look, yeah. the tables have turned. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are we going to do? Are we going to start off with the fun fact? Yeah, I mean, we're already on momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com, so maybe we should start off there. No, you just said it. Okay, so the fun fact today, Richie, hit him with it. Yeah, so uh, this fun fact is actually a two-carder. There's two cards in Magic <clears throat> that came out in the set and had the same exact card name as that set. And those cards are Conflux and Hour of Devastation. One of which is more playable than the other one. <laughs> Dude, you could cast Conflux in Commander. What does this card even fucking do? <laughs> Read it. All right, search your library for a white card. Okay, I'm already, I'm out. Did you look at the... Com- the? Oh, wait, oh, a blue card, a black card. Oh, you get a red card too? Oh, God, you get one of every card. Yeah. Reveal those cards and then put them into your hand. <gasps> Ooh. But look at its converted mana cost. Three, six, seven, eight. Oh, that's easy. I could cast that. Wooberg? <laughs> Wooberg plus three? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a super tutor. That's almost progenitus. Yeah, yeah. You can <laughs> <laughs> and you only get to put them in your hand. You can't cast yeah. anything either. That's the fucking worst. And then Hour of Devastation, of course. Oh. This card's a real shitter, cool too. Cool Fizz did tell us we can get multicolor cards off it. Oh, what's up, Cool Fizz? Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if that makes it any more playable. I don't think that makes it... uh, I don't know. It's Commander. If, like, you cast that off like an Omniscience... You can just win the game with that mana, though. Probably. You can win the game with half that mana. Probably, yeah. It's Commander. Uh, So, yeah, so Hour of Devastation is a real shitter, too. So all creatures lose Indestructible until end of turn. Five damage to each creature, and it's a fucking five drop. That card's good. I've seen that card see, like, modern play sometimes. Yeah. I've seen it out of, like, uh, Titan Shift sideboard when, uh, like, blue-white was really popular. Well, does the indestructible matter? Well, no, you kill their Jace and their Teferi. 
Oh, not Bolas Planeswalkers, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, yeah, that's like a three, four, five for one. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe I could uh, cast this while I have a, uh, what's that new um, sliver that does damage? The, I know what one you're talking about, the Boros Reckoner sliver. <laughs> yeah, Boros Reckoner sliver. It. Uh, I thought that might be it. They also can cast this on, like, turn three, though, in that deck. Yeah. Because they, they ramp so hard, motherfuckers want to find them. Mm-hmm. That shit, cray. That shit is cray. All right, so let's see if we actually... This is, like, my new favorite game, uh, to see if we have them in stock. And I, 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 I like we do. I like doing it during, too. Oh, we have our Devastations. Oh, I don't even have to click on it. It just... I, I think that's how it works. I don't know. We have, we have four. We have four Hour of Devastations For in stock. For a playset in your Titan Shift deck. All right, and what was the other one? Conflux. Conflux. Yeah, so I told Richie, I said, Richie, check on the card Onslaught. I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that was in Onslaught. Nope, nope. I was wrong. He was. was I go through excellence. a lot of magic cards. Okay, we have we have we actually have quite a few confluxes. It looks like. Really, where's the number at? Uh, I think you got to click it to get the number. Oh, okay. View products. But we have two different conditions. So. Man. Yeah, I don't even. Shocker! Not not okay. many people are probably buying confluxes. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. All right, cool. Well, that's awesome. We got the we got both cards in stock. I did. I never seen it coming. You, uh, if you buy both of these from MomsBasementGames.tcgplayerpro.com, mm-hmm. you could conflux for your hour of devastation. Hell yeah, you can. Cool fizz be all about that. Mm-hmm. All right, so Richard, do me a favor. Tell me who the fuck's on top this week for Star City Games. Yeah. So uh, Dominic Harvey, third uh, third trophy this season. He uh. He's kind of just killing everything, honestly. Are you, do we just call him the collector now? <clears throat> yeah, he's the new Zach Allen. So, who's who was Zach Allen before Zach Allen was? Richie Thompson. Kaibude. Kaibude. Probably. <laughs> Kaibuta. Kaibuta. Wasn't he like the original like pro that won like every single Grand Prix for like twenty years or something? Yeah. So why is Mono Green Tron? Why is it it's weak? What the fuck's going on? Um, You're the so, Tron guy, and you haven't played Tron in a dick here. Yeah, I I think it's one of those things. Oh, hold on, cool fist first. Hey Josh, wanted your opinion. Someone just offered sixty five dollars for my run in six, but I'd have to ship it out with tracking. Mm. Opinion, huh? Should he do it? Sixty five. I'd have to do math on that. All right. While he does math, I'll talk about Tron some more. Yeah, talk about Tron. So. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, um, Tron is traditionally pretty good into graveyard decks. Uh, you know, it used to always be good into Dredge. It, it's considered to have a pretty good Is It Phoenix matchup, but it can be close, especially post-sideboard. And especially with the list we've seen doing well, I'm going to hop in here from this and the Pro Tour. You'll notice uh, the big thing is they're not actually playing Karn the Great Creator anymore. And Dominic Harvey actually explained why on Twitter. And because at first I was kind of questioning, like, why not play Karn the Great Creator? You know, it's a really powerful card, and tutoring is obviously very strong, being able to pull things out of your sideboard. But the reason Dominic Harvey explained that he decided to not play Karn the Great Creator and was actually really happy that he cut it is it really lets you, you know, it really lets you tune your list and it lets you open up your sideboard. Like, you really couldn't fit like four ley lines, these nature's claims, these thrag tusks. And especially Veil of Summers, you couldn't fit all of this into your sideboard. 
back when you were playing Karn because you need a better wishboard. Well, when you take that out and, you know, you go back up on the numbers of worm coils in the main, you go ahead and put all the O-stones back in the main, you can put your relic, uh, extra relic back in the main, it really just lets you tighten up your main deck and also have a wide variety of cards on your sideboard. Tighten up your main deck. I like that. Cool. Um, so, I want to ask you about this card right here. Yeah. Because I remember you telling me you got blown out by it one night. Yeah. And I actually got blown out by this online this past Friday. So, tell us about Veil of Summer. So, I think the card's... And, and read it, because maybe some people, that they don't know. All right. One green instant. <laughs> Draw a card if an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn. Spells you control can't be countered this turn. You and permanence you control gain hexproof from blue and black until end of turn. Card does everything. I would disagree with that statement. Card doesn't do enough. Card's fine. Okay. I don't really know if it's something... I'm, I'm interested to hear why he played it in his Tron sideboard. Um, to me, I feel like I would rather have things like Thought Not Seers or just maybe some more like threats in the board but I'm really interested to hear why he chose to play Veil of Summer uh, maybe he felt the control matchup was a little worse than I feel it is okay. but yeah. I'm interested to hear and see okay yeah uh, I mean he took the whole thing down and he's he's jamming three of those things not like a one of or a two of mm -hmm. so he felt like he needed to see that card this weekend cool yeah, it'll be interesting to see how lists go about it. To, that'll really tell if it was uh, if it was the correct choice or not. So, do you think Tron is actually really well positioned right now, just because of the fact that uh, Relic of Progenitus is such a strong, strong card? Uh, so I think there's a com there's a culmination of things. I think Relic is good. Uh, the other thing I think is. Tron has a lot of answers to... Not many decks can deal with an 8-8. Tron can. You can Karn it. You can Ugin it. Mm -hmm. You can block with a Worm Coil Engine. So there's plenty of ways to deal with Hogak. And unlike when they were playing Altar of Dementia, this deck does fill up its graveyard, but it does get taxing to cast your Hogaks, you know, two to three times. So even just, like, blocking with a Worm Coil you still get those tokens, and they're out there, Hogak. Okay. Like, they're not going to get anything other than those, like, two points of damage from behind it. Yeah, yep. Okay, so in the top eight, there were one, two, three, four copies of Gak. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, uh, it's sprinkled into the top 32 here, so there's quite a few copies. Yeah. Um, Deck is very powerful. Yeah, and uh, it, it was really cool also to see... Um, um, the what was the other deck that was cool in here? Um, you said the okay, so the Gruel Phoenix. Now, um, what uh, people are doing? This is very very weird, right? Mm -hmm. So because Ren and Six is so popular right now, uh, people are. It looks like they may be trying to just jam this card and everything, right? Do you, do you yeah, get that feeling? Yeah, that is kind of what I get. So Gruul, like, uh, it was just a traditional Phoenix list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the mono red. And so what they did was they just splash green. 
um, where they they play three copper lines and um, two stomp, stomping yeah, grounds. two stomping grounds. So, and then they played three run and six in the main board. So it was it's kind of a weird one, and it did take thirteenth place. So I'm uh, I'm very interested to see if um, Red and Six is at that power level, because right now we don't have enough data on it. So if it really is at that power level where you can just jam it in other decks, you know, kind of like the the Deathrite Shaman effect, mm -hmm. because that's what people are calling this card. They're calling it Deathrite Shaman. Yeah. Power level, and so we saw what happened with Deathrite Shaman. Um, it was just way too powerful and it started taking over but I don't think that this card takes over any formats I would agree I think it's gonna, I, I think it's very strong in Legacy and I, I do too I think it's great in Legacy may even be bannable in Legacy we'll have to see depending on how strong it like stays to be in the format yeah I just think it's a really solid powerful card it was kind of like when uh, when they came out with uh, Dak Faden mm -hmm. I mean you were just seeing Dak Faden all over the place very, very powerful cards. Dak Finn didn't really fix your mana, though. No, 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 no. All right, so tell us about the... Uh, more modern. Yeah, more modern. So we've got we got a couple locals in this one, right? Oh, we got a... We got a... I got a... We can't let Terrence see. <laughs> oh, who is it? Delete it. Jo oh, God. Seventh place was Merfolk? Apparently. Holy shit, I hope he's not watching God, right you now. know Modern's fucked when Merfolk's good. Yeah, if if he's watching live right now, we're screwed because he, you're just going to see a bunch of fish emojis pop <laughs> up on the screen. I won't be able to concentrate. Blub, blub. Let's look at this pile for all these Merfolk lovers out there. Um, Coral Home Commander? Whoa, whoa, two fairy conclaves in the main. Holy shit, I love it. Is this like 2012 again? Oh, it's beautiful. Merfolk Trickster, Silver Gill, Master Pearl Trident. Awesome. And then Coral Helm Commander. Oh, baby. And then this is the card that Terrence was loving, the um, ben, Benthic Biomancer. Hmm. It's so thick with two no Ks. No Curse Catchers. No Curse Catchers, no. You just play this guy in that one slot instead. Um, and look what else is in there. No Cavern of Souls. That seems crazy to me. Yeah, isn't that insane? No cavern of souls. So much control decks. Yeah, and you know you're running. Look at your mana base. You're running muta vaults. You're running fire, uh, fairy conclaves, and then you've got the four redraw lands with the. Which that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the waterlogged and the fiery. That's cool, and of course this deck really gets a boost from force and negation. Mm -hmm. Terrence um, was saying that that yes. card was really good. In yeah, the this this card's great, man. Um, I, I've. I didn't think it was going to be Chalice as... Chalice of the Void in the sideboard, too? Are we just playing Legacy? Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, that's why I was like, that's so crazy that there's no... Um, because I know the Chalices have to be in the sideboard. They mm -hmm. need it, or else they just die to good decks. Right. Um, but yeah, Force and Negation is really, really solid. I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be showing its face a lot more in Modern. I just yeah. didn't think that we would see as, as, uh, as many Force and Negations out there. <laughs> People were really disappointed with that card design when it first came out. Yeah, it seemed pretty bad, but mm -hmm. it's all right. I it, like it. It's really good for modern. Yes. All right. So then we got we got modern. We got uh, what was this was the um, Columbus classic. the classic the modern classic. Yeah. So we got uh, four color Urza took the took the top. Uh, Amulet Titan was in there. Humans, Mortron, uh, Jun, Dredge, Merfolk. Uh, unexpectedly, and uh, <laughs> Gruel Phoenix with uh, again. That, it's the same seventy-five that we just looked at. Yeah, so that's that's uh, 
That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's move on to what is this? Standard. Standard. Oh, baby. Standard now, classic. The deck that you took 30th place with in the classic, uh, the standard classic in um, Philadelphia. Th- Philip Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia. Mm. Philadelphia, PA was Bant Scape Shift. Um, yeah, deck, and it was, uh, deck's still killing it, even though everybody has it on their radar at this point. Yeah. So, so again, uh, one of those things where it's just like, hey, guess what? This deck is awesome. People are going to be hating it out, and it still takes first place. Yeah, I was I was actually impressed. I I thought about playing the deck in the classic, but I was a little worried about hate. Uh, I thought that there might just be too many. You should have just plowed through with that yeah, thing, man. You know, you just got to go for it. Uh, now, is there anything in uh, Chris Anderson's list that you see here um, that was kind of spicy or a little bit different? Yeah, so the only really difference in the main deck is he has two time wipes where I had prison realms. I've seen this from a lot of people. I think it's fine, but it's also kind of greedy because it is a five mana. Like, it's a five mana board wipe as opposed to a three mana. Yeah, and like we we talked about last week is it allows you to keep your hydroid crisis and then keep on trucking, right? Yeah. Uh, from the sideboard, it's a little, it's pretty different than mine. Uh, it's fairly similar to what LSV played, except it's been adapting some of the tech we've been seeing for the mirror match. Like, there's the Ashiok, which is super strong in the mirror. And he has some different spot removal spells and like Baffling End and uh, Root Snare. Three of Veil of Summer, baby. I had that in mind. Whoop, whoop. Hmm. <coughs> <coughs> What about baffling end? Did you play? Did you play that in yours? You said no. Uh no. Mine, mine had uh instead of the baffling ends, I had the Ajani's welcome. So that way, when I scape shift, I would just gain like a bunch of life. Okay. To hedge and, against the mono red decks. Mm. Okay. So instead of having like actual like hard removal, it had just that, which would be annoying for them, and also just like completely break the game for them once I actually did that. Yeah. It also had a little more uh, things for control, like I had an extra Dovin's Veto in the sideboard, for example. Okay. So just, I mean, right now standards kind of looking very similar. Uh, you got your elementals, you got your Jeskai Hero. Uh, I, I know. What is, is this the Feather deck or no? No, it's like Hero Precinct one. Oh, so got it's, it. a, it's a control deck. Okay. Well, um, mid range deck. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Feather. No. You got your uh, mono red aggro, Jun dinosaurs, which is beautiful, and vampires, and of course more scape shifts. So, mm-hmm. if you're if you're going to be playing standard right now, if you're looking for a deck, uh, the recommendation for Moss is going to be what? I, I really recommend Band Scape Shift or Band Scape Shift or Jun Dinos. I think are where I would be in standard yep. right now. Or if you if you like to party and you like the vampires, I would say I'd be a hundred percent on that. Um, and the vampires does have a really good uh, dino matchup. Mm-hmm. Elementals looks pretty cool too. I'm personally unimpressed with that deck. It uh, it's doing pretty well though. Yeah, it it's just like too too mid rangey for me. It it seems kind of hard to go over the top of a lot of things, but yeah. that could also just depend on the build. Yeah. All right, so for um, Magic Fest Barcelona this, that happened this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a uh, a Junding matchup. It was like a cockfight, but with Jun Jun Magic cards. Isn't that what a Jun player always does? They just like 
My deck's more than yours concede to me. <laughs> My deck is foil. You have yeah. to stop playing me right now. I win. Um, yeah, so Troll Trolls Monk. Look at that name. That's not even how you say it, but I'm going to say it. Trolls. Not. No, it's great. Uh, beat Alberto Galicia Albert for the Jun Mirror in Magic Fest Barcelona. Toupe23 wants to know if we've spotted any Restore Balance decks recently. Hey, Toupe. Uh, no, I cannot say I have. No Restore Balance uh, as of late. Maybe, I, I think we saw our local Andrew, um, Andrew Riley. I think he was playing, was restore, he playing balance. restore Balance again. Yes. I know he plays like a different deck every week. I don't. Which I don't, is awesome. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, and if that's you, Andrew, I don't know your, I don't know your Twitch name. You yeah. better stop trolling me. <laughs> he's like maybe he'll talk about me if I ask what the, <laughs> if he's seen any decks um, but no thanks uh, thanks for coming in and saying hey um, but yeah the deck Richie looks very plain to me I don't really see anything that I want to you know write home about here uh, right? one raging ravine is pretty surprising I know uh, for most Jun players they say, yeah, they say it's like one of the best lands in the deck I think so, so. Uh, yeah that's actually something I was talking to Jocelyn about. I was talking to her a little bit between rounds okay. about like how she's like the development of Jund. And one thing she said is she felt like people were cutting too many Raging Ravines. Yeah. Now it's 24 lands still in the deck. That's That's been basic for Jund as far as I remember. Yeah, when uh, Renin 6 first came out, people were trying like 22, 23... But it really seems like everyone's realizing, like, just because you play Ren and Six, it doesn't mean you can turn on lands. No, you still have to hit your curve. Yeah. Like, you, you, and, yeah, I don't know why the one Raging Ravine is in there. It's just, that really kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like they're playing, like, a Blooming Marsh in there that uh, it, I think would typically be in that spot. Also seems like they're playing, they're only playing two Blackleaf Cliffs and one Blood Crypt, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They're really heavy on the fetches, uh... Because you really want your fetches with running six. Yeah, you want to activate that and get get those things going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the fact that I'm seeing Plague Engineer in a lot of sideboards. That card's now, really good. I've actually even been seeing some Junless main decking one. Yeah, uh, tell tell everybody about Plague Engineer. Yeah, so uh, Plague Engineer is a one black, two colorless, two two death touch. That when it enters the battlefield, you can choose a creature type, and creatures your opponent's control of that type get minus one minus one. Yeah, so this card real good, and I'm I can't. Glad... I, I still can't believe that it's one sided. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I, I really think that card probably should have been, like a little less symmetrical. powerful. Yeah. Well, just symmetrical. Like most yeah. effects you see, like that, you know, hit both players, not yeah. just one. Correct. Like sulfur elemental. Uh, sulfur uh, elemental. Um, that one I don't think is symmetrical. There's engineered plague. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what about collector oof? Oof, there it is. It's just a stony silence you can play in green ducks. I'm really, I'm really, really happy they made this card. Yeah. I think, I think this card's really cool. Yeah, I think this card's really cool. Um, I'm I wish glad. they could print Norrod into modern. Mm. That that wouldn't be very fair. Why not? Well, didn't they already print it? It's on, it's called Karn the Great Creator. Well, I mean, sure, but it's <laughs> double mana. Sure. Very true. Besides, Karn's one-sided. Like every fair thing. Yeah, well, we've made it, what, about 10 minutes now? We haven't even said the word hogak. I think we should say the word hogak so that people have to drink. Ho daddy? Ho dad. I would, but, be, uh, I would be drunk if I was uh, if I was playing the drinking game mm-hmm. right now for each time I said it. But yeah, so Mythic Championship Barcelona. 
was this past weekend, and, and we tweeted out that, let's see, we could pull it up here. We tweeted out, said, come hang out with us today uh, as we talk about the crazy numbers from the Pro Tour. So uh, now we, we again, we had to talk about the old, the old Gacker because that was the big, that was a big story, but we'll get to that. I'd say minute. I'd say the bigger story is the fact that um, Tron won it all. Yeah. And uh, Thor Severin. Uh, Thorolf. <laughs> well, we're just gonna call him Thor. Fuck okay. the rest of his name because that is the most awesome name ever. Pretty uh, good. I'm, I'm still gonna try to talk my wife into naming our first uh, our firstborn Thor. Good luck with that. Yep. Thank you. She uh, she'll go for it. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. It's either going to be Thor or, like, Jace. Maybe we can get Jace in there. No? Don't think so? I, I feel like she's going to be the one that Jace Maybe we just, like, it's a regular name, but the middle name is Mind Sculptor. Maybe. <laughs> you might be able to squeeze that one. I might be able to squeeze a middle name. Don't, don't you have to name your first kid, like, Monastery Swift Spear? <laughs> no, Goblin Guy. Goblin Guy. <laughs> No, I, I I don't think I'll be able to squeeze any magic names in my firstborn, but I'll try. What about the secondborn? Maybe. I don't know. She might soften up by then. Yeah, yeah so, uh, Richie, tell us about this Tron list that won uh, the Pro Tour this weekend, and uh, tell us what you would change, because um, I'm not sure that I saw anything that was weird, but I don't play Tron, so. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty close to like what we've seen win the Open. Uh, he is on a second Ulamog. I've personally never been a big fan of two Ulamogs main. I've always felt like the second one was pretty overkill. But again, you see he's not playing the great creators in the deck because, again, you need your sideboard in this current meta. Uh, the one of all his dust is interesting to see that coming back. That was something I was an advocate of when you were really trying to prep for humans. But you've seen fall away for just maxing out on O-Stones when... Uh, Humans kind of fell off there for a little bit. But now with humans coming back, I really like doing the 3-0 stone, one all his dust split. Uh, interestingly enough, something you really don't see a lot, he actually trimmed a chromatic sphere for an extra relic of Progenitus. Which, Running three instead of two. Yeah. Well, uh, or yeah, three on the relics is what you meant. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Um, yeah, which... I don't think I've ever seen or even thought about trimming. I normally trim one when I go to the sideboard, but it is really interesting to see him just straight up say, I'm fine. I don't I don't want all eight of these effects in my main deck. Yeah. That Now that's going to leave you a little bit, what, um, more probably, can you get in trouble playing against, like, Blood Moon? Eh, By like, cutting one or not really? You'll be fine. You have He has five forests in the deck, so. Okay. He is up a forest for most numbers. Interestingly, he is not playing... He is playing legitimately zero ghost quarters in his deck. Mm. And he also isn't playing the... The card... It's been getting cut for a while, but I've, I've always been a big fan of it, which is Urza's Factory. Okay. Uh, that's a land that taps for a colorless, and then for seven mana and tapping it, you can make a 2-2. Two -two. Obviously not good value, but... Pretty good with Tron being able to make a 2-2 every turn. Yeah. Uh, instead, he's opting for just a buttload of forests, and he put a Blast Zone in the main, which... That card's I, nuts. I really like Blast Zone. I don't know if I would cut the factory for it, because I feel like that's kind of the, like the same slot, almost, kind okay. of. Yeah. Uh, Sideboard-wise, 
Interestingly enough, he only has two artifact and enchantment hate cards in two nature's claims. Mm-hmm. He only has one Veil of Summer, which I'm interested to hear why a one-of. That card seems odd as a one-of. because yeah, we saw three in the, yeah. in the one that won it at the SCG. He has a Spatial Contortion. Again, I've never been a fan of that card. I would just play two Warping Whales. Yeah, Warping Whales uh, just significantly <clears throat> better, I think. Two Dismember in the sideboard. Interesting. Oddly enough, he's not playing, again, not playing any Thought Not Seers, so maybe that's just like a meta call thing. Uh, four Leyline of the Void, which, as I said before, Unfortunately, due to Hogak is needed. Three Thrag Tusks, which have always been good. And the Emrakul, the Promised End, which I normally move to the main over that second Ulamog, personally. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the uh, the fact that we've been talking about the last few weeks uh, with the banning uh, of the Hogak deck, that we thought, hey, you know, you, you guys, this is going to be great. We can drop down our Leyline count. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to run six or seven effects. Well... The guy that won the Pro Tour said, fuck, no, you can't drop down. You need seven. And that was really, really the showing of the whole weekend. Yep, you need seven. And, and uh, if you don't, well. Unfortunately, that means you might be uh, you might be off burn again in Modern for a while. You might be right. Because uh, I don't I might, know if, I don't think Tormobs is enough again. <laughs> I might be running these. No, I don't think it is. I might be running the uh, Boreal's Vengeance and then pff, that deck's Better. just just getting. I, I mean, I might as well take Goryeo's Vengeance out at that point. And just play a through the breach deck. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that either, but I could at least get him game one with it yeah. and then side it out. And then side it out. There we go. Yeah, so second place for the <clears throat> Mythic Championship this weekend was Hardened Scales. Which really interesting about this deck, a lot of people said they're not sure how Affinity is positioned in uh, Modern right now, but it was still able to take second. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a, um, a the newest version of Affinity, basically, and... Um, uh, for all of those of you out there that love your Arcbound Ravengers um, and love your Walking Ballista combos, um, you know, this is uh, this is your deck, right? So don't be afraid to play that deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place um, is not here. Oh, well, and they just put the wrong thing. Y- well, is no, El- it's third and fourth are the same thing. Got it. So uh, Eldrazi Tron and then uh, Jund. Uh, then you have your the old Ho, Hogak by Martin Mueller, mm-hmm. uh, which is, he's a pretty good player. Uh, some of these other names I don't know. So, uh, And then you got Mono Red Phoenix in eighth place, which is really cool. I didn't expect to see uh, the Mono Red version. I expected to see Blue Red. I think Mono you, Red is very what, strong right now. Yeah, so what do you think about that? Do you think Mono Red Phoenix is, is better than Blue Red? I feel like it's, I feel like I it's not. I think... The biggest reason to play this deck is you have a laughably good Hogak matchup. Okay. Like, you destroy that deck. Okay. So, if you don't expect to see, you know, <laughs> uh, 15 copies in the top 16 of Hogak, then, you know, uh, you could play the blue-red version, right? Possibly. Possibly. Cool. All right. So, the uh, we always want to move on and... And let you guys know about the uh, next upcoming events, if you guys are able to go to hey, those. what's going on? <laughs> sing to me, baby. Sing to me. Um, so we do have Vegas coming up, which I'm excited about, but that's not here quite yet. Uh, You're going to be at Vegas, though, I, w- I will be. I'm going to be in Vegas. Staying I'm, at the Flamingo? I'm going to be at the Flamingo, yeah. So if anybody, uh, you know... Everyone's to hang out at a hotel with Josh. You can go to the Flamingo. <laughs> you come come to the pool with me and Stefan, the German man. Mm-hmm. 
It'll be a good time. But so this coming uh, next event is Chiba, and that's limited. And so we will uh, we won't have anything to talk about next week. It's uh, as the well, on the limited side. We have plenty to talk about next week. Well, for for uh, for events that happen. Oh yeah. Because what what SCG is next week? Yep. Yep, exactly. So Me at my house with my pillow. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm going to be at an IQ because yes. I want to try to get points. Yes, you are going to be at an IQ because uh, you're going to be winning that thing. Hopefully. So I'm, I'm 100% because I know you're going to take Tron with you and you are just going to destroy everybody. We'll see. Spoiler. Uh, so then we've got Minneapolis. So Minneapolis is August 9th for Magic Fest. Um, so if you guys are uh, in that 500-mile radius, of, uh, that's kind of like where I like to travel. Minnesota? Yeah, mi- Minnesota. Eh? It's, it's Minnesota. Minnesota. So, yeah, go check out Minneapolis. If you get a chance, uh, you could play some modern. Uh, you can fight the Gak uh, all by yourself, all by your lonesome, or you can just Gak people to death, right? Gak or get Gak. <laughs> man, that's, see, we got to start making memes, man. Gak or get Gak. I am a meme. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that was, that's it for upcoming events. Um, now we're going to go over again, get your drink ready because, uh, we're going to talk about Martin Mueller's. We got the horses in the gack. <laughs> the horses in the gack, not in the back. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. So we got Martin Mueller's list pulled up here and we want to talk about this just for a second here where we don't want to, we don't want to kill you with the old gackster, but, kill um, him with kindness. Yeah. Kill him with the gackness. Um, so now the, the new card that is in the Hogak list, it, it is pretty cool. I talked to, um, the owner of hot sauce games, uh, when we were in Pitts, not Pittsburgh, um, Philadelphia. Really? Is he and buying I said, up Seder Wayfinders? No, 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 no. He <laughs> asked me, he said, well, Josh, what do you do? Um, when somebody, he said the whole entire weekend, people have been coming up to me saying, Hey, can I get Seder Wayfinder? And I don't know what to tell them because this card. And I told him, I said, yeah. Um, he knows that, you know, we do a lot. Of, we pick a lot of bulk. We go through, you know, thousands of cards a week. Um, tens of thousands of do cards a week. Do we pick Seder Wayfinders? Uh, we do. See, <laughs> you're, you've, you've started picking and you don't even, you're not even 100% sure if you pick this card. Uh, Richie, you do not pick this card. Um, so that's why. Do we pick it now? I don't think so. Now, um, this this is a weird one. We I, I put some of them in back stock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so here at the basement, we've got what we do is you know we we pick things that are relevant, and then we things that are also relevant, not relevant, like Mister Save Wayfinder. Wayfinder. Uh, he gets to put in back stock, and so the we, this is a very weird one because if you're gonna go somewhere, the only way that you would be able to find one of these is if it's foil, right? You would think. Well, okay, I'll just buy the foil copies because they probably brought them with them. Mm-hmm. That's not true either because this is a sub three dollar foil. So if you are, uh, <laughs> if you're going to an event and you do not find your Seder Wayfinders before you get there, um, right, 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 yeah. yeah, good fucking luck because uh, you will not find them when you get Better there. Better have the Wayfinders in the bag. Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to call, you'd have to call me slash message me. A week beforehand and say, Josh, will you please bring me some Seder Wayfinders? And I, you'd have to call in a favor because I got to go into the back stock, mm. and that that's not a great you know use of my time. So, mm-hmm. but a lot of local stores most likely will will stock this card, but he you may see him be out of stock soon. So who knows? Maybe if the price if that starts, or they might he, you know increase the price on him. Yeah, if he gets driven up, then might yeah. have to pay two a piece on your Seder Wayfinders. Oh Jesus, no, I hope not. 
Um, but yeah, so Seder Wayfinder is, is found its way into the Hogak deck as a four of. Um, and then, of course, uh, Martin Mueller was running in the sideboard. He was running Engineered Explosives, Fatal Push, Nature's Claim, Thought Seize. And I asked Richie about this. I said, Richie, what are they Thought Seizing? What is it actually like? They're just a com they're, they're combo deck. They're going to kill you um, basically before you can they can even do anything, before they can combo. And he said it's for those uh, those really fast faster decks decks that are faster neoform uh, yes boreos yes neoform um you know Gorios vengeance something like that that can actually kill you before uh you get cheerios yeah cheerios that's another one too and that's what the fatal pushes are for things mm -hmm. like that um you know that that are bothersome yeah you're not bringing fatal pushing against like affinity for example no and you know you have the same in the assassin's trophy those <clears throat> those are across those are great across the board because those deal with your ley lines and those deal with um, your rest in pieces and then your other troublesome creatures like um, the Cheerios deck and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, he played a uh, one of shenanigans, which I'm... Now that's just shenanigans. <laughs> I'm very impressed with this card. Yes, Richie, thank you. That is shenanigans. Uh, I've went up to two in my sideboard of this card of the Boreos deck. And you just can't beat an ensnaring bridge, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, you just can't. Like, if somebody lands an ensnaring bridge on you, you are in trouble. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Jack's very similar. Yes. And this, you know, that being able to dredge one, it's a pretty cool effect. I haven't got to do it yet, but I'm excited to do it. Uh, and then the, uh, I think the story of the weekend for sideboarding is old Mr. Dinosaur Pants R -R here. Yep. Zombie Dinosaur Man himself. He's a 7-6 rotting Regisaur. He made it as a two of in the sideboard. And so uh, basically what he is is he's just a Tarmogoyf. Hogax Tarmogoyf. He kills Tarmogoyf. He pees on Tarmogoyf after he eats him a little bit. So, yeah. I, I don't think we can talk about that on the podcast. That <laughs> might be too graphic. <laughs> Layline of the Void. We've already got the graphic button hit, so don't worry. I think you got to be 18 or older oh. to, get in, to get into this podcast. Do you just have to click a button, or do you actually have to be 18 or older? <laughs> Fucking, I have no clue. I was just making that shit up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So, we got a... We got the other, what is it? Oh, the metagame here. Here, pull that up, though. There uh, there were some things on this I wanted to show them, too. Oh, yeah, sure. I was going to show them. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to pop into our messages, and uh, I sent Josh a couple pictures because he, he mentioned he wanted to talk about this uh, on Twitter today. So, day one, Hogak was the number one archetype with 98 players at a percentage of the meta at 21.4%. That is double the next deck. Yeah, so 98 pros said, um, I'm going to play this deck because it is broken. We're going to give them the gag. Yeah, this deck's broken and we want to play it. And so uh, 98 players played this and that is really nuts. Then on day two, Hogak went from 21.4% of the meta to 24.2% of the meta. It's still it doubled. actually went up in percentages. Moving into the day, moving into the day. Yeah, and so that and was... like you see that with is it Phoenix, and you see that with Aldrazi Tron, but as you see, these are fractions compared to what Hogak did. And then like yeah, once you get to some of the smaller decks like Burn, going from three point nine to four 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 point two four point two baby. Um, you see that, but no other deck really does that besides for. You know the decks that maybe had like three players on them, and one of them made day two or something along sure, those lines. Sure. 
But for it to go up 3% when it was already the most popular deck means a lot of players did well with it. Which, when we switch over to here, we can see this. So this is of the whole entire weekend. Hogak, with 98 players, had a 56.2% win rate. That's really good. That's absurd. Yes. That is higher than what Twin was, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, it was higher than... I think that's even higher than the Jun percentage when uh, Deathrite got banned. I, I, think, I would believe I it. I think Deathrite was at 50... I don't know, maybe Deathrite was at 57% or 58%. But anyways, it's still a really high percentage, and uh, it's very. those are very wild numbers. The So what this means is essentially, out of 98 players... Half of, over half of them did well. The only deck that we see having a better number, actually, is Hogak Dredge, which only had seven players with a 60.4% win rate. Look at that win rate. That's crazy, man. Next, like, the only other ones that are even above 40s are Is It Phoenix with a 50.8 at 48 players. Yeah. Aldrazi Tron at 42 with a 50.4. Jund with a 52.3% win rate at 36 players. Urza Thopter Sword at 55.3 with 19. And Mono Red Phoenix with 10 players at 52%. Got it, yeah. So, I, but the big thing is, like, the reason why this is absurd is what that percentage actually means with the number of players that were on this deck. That is a scary big number for how many players were on that deck. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it just goes to show you uh, the power level of the deck. And like we said earlier... If you thought you could come off of the um, your graveyard hate, not yet. Hold fast. Um, and that's something else that we, we felt like we wanted to talk about is, um, you know, maybe it's possible to see a, uh, another banning for this deck because yeah. um, you, you really can't. <laughs> and now I don't want to be on I, – I never, ever, ever want to be on a ban train. And I feel I feel like I, I don't even like talking about like just because a deck does well, you know, that's the magic community is to say like, well, that they're going to have to ban something in that deck. It's always it's always the next topic when something does really well. But when you see There's numbers, correct. That's what yeah, that's what I'm trying to say right now is that uh, when you see numbers, when you see a, a, a really high percentage um, into the usually I, I want to say it's above 55 percent win rate. Um, when you get into the 56% and then, um, you know, you start to, you start to breach into that percentage where, uh, it's a problem because when people know that you have an extra six to seven, even 8%, they're going to gravitate towards that deck because that means that you're going to get more wins and you're going to do better. And so then that's when you start to get into a format that begins to warp. And so when you have a warped format, um, you have those numbers that where you're seeing, you know, four or six copies of every top eight that whether it's SCG or whether it's a Magic Fest or shit, whether it's a goddamn IQ, like a local IQ, you know, mm -hmm. you're starting to see all this data come up to say, you know, okay, well, there's an issue here. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't want to sit here and talk about this every week about, oh, the card needs to get banned because, like, you're going to continue to hear that. And it gets really, really, like, just off-putting and annoying. But um, sometimes you got to pound it into Wizard's head. Yeah, I mean, correct. You know, it needs to be talked about. But, um, you know, when you when you break the numbers down and the percentages and, and who's playing it and you actually have data, 
then you can say, okay, hey, this actually probably yeah. does need another band. And so <clears throat> something I uh, I just wanted to address really quick before we uh, move on to finance. I've heard a lot of like talking on Twitter of, and even at the event when people were talking about the top eight, they're like, oh, well, uh, oh, how only one copy of Hogak made top eight and oh, Tron won both and nobody's complaining about that deck. Well, yeah, if yeah. you flip back over, Tron had under a 50% win rate, even though it won the Pro Tour. And oh, sure, Tron, Tron had under a fifty percent. Yeah, it had 49. a forty nine point three percent win rate. Correct. Yeah. And on top of that, like, sure, only one copy of Hogak made top eight, but top eight wasn't all about modern. When you look at the open and see four copies, that was all fifteen rounds of modern. Yeah. Only, only five. Only I think eight rounds of the. Mythic Championship were modern, if I remember right. Okay. Or uh, something along those lines. So, there were less rounds of modern in the Pro Tour than there was in the day one of the SCG. Got it. So, just saying, oh, only one copy made the top eight of a Pro Tour. A Pro Tour half the time isn't even, like, like, you should look at the results, but they're not necessarily the like fine like when you see data like this this is what it, like it actually means yeah, exactly. so this isn't taking the limited portion into effect yeah this is taking only modern and you can really see the like true numbers of the format well uh the last pro tour humans won correct yeah yeah and you had 38 players playing humans uh with a 48.1 percent win rate and you didn't see any in the top eight affinity was the second place deck i don't even see traditional affinity on this list so, pretty cool stuff. And uh, one of our top selling cards <clears throat> that I didn't even, I didn't even know it was a top seller <laughs> was the Gaxter man mm-hmm. uh, when we when we went on here. So that was also pretty cool. brought back a card. Uh, we had I think second on our uh, top ten cards from M twenty. Oh yeah, brought back. That was one of your shiners, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that cards that card's really cool. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, so um, we'll get into finance, and again, uh, we'll we'll try not to we'll try to do our best. Twenty thousand <laughs> percent. We'll try our best. It's not to talk over nine thousand. <laughs> so, this week, um, I, do we have to? Do I even have to acknowledge this? I mean, you don't have to, but okay. it's hilarious. Volcanic dragon. I will, I guess. Volcanic dragon from M twenty. Dude, this card's so broken. It's the next Hogak. <laughs> <laughs> this card's so bad. It's a six drop. Um, it's volcanic. <laughs> its creature type is dragon. It's an uncommon. It is. Uh, it's the number one spike this week. I, you know, I just think sometimes this guy just doesn't have anything to talk about. He just, you he's know, like, I'm, I'm out of ideas. I would so. just, I would just rather sit here and talk about. Even if nobody watches us, Richie, if there's like three people, four people that watch us a week, right? Mm-hmm. I would just rather sit here. And talk about, I'd rather spend more time on what we did this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. Then to, feed them lies. Yes, then feed them, like, bullshit content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, it, it's up 19,000%, this Volcanic Dragon. Uh, and it's because it's in a welcome deck. It was, like, that thing that happened with Land of War Elves, like. Or those two uh, cards we talked about last, last year. Week. Yeah, it's so silly, man. It's just, like, I don't know why this guy does this, but. Uh, you you just went off on the 19,000%, so I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, I gotta tell him. 
because everybody that's it's listening, so stupid. Uh, that's not watching on YouTube or don't Twitch. buy that card for four dollars. If you do, no offense, I love you. Keep <laughs> viewing, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the best thing to do is call your watchers idiots. They oh. love it. I mean, sometimes they have to hear the truth. You know, <laughs> the truth does hurt. Yeah, you know? just like Josh telling me uh, that I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> you fired, Richie. So Dream Chisel is the number two that they put for this week. Um, and Have you ever heard of this card before, Josh? I actually, yeah, I, I pulled some out of the bulk like uh, a few a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah, it was probably one of the standards. I did not know, like, just like last week's uh, card for the flashback thing, I didn't know that this was a card. Really? Yeah. Dream Chisel. We ain't got none. No, we've got to have some Anaconda don't got none unless Mom's Basement has some. Dream Chisel. E-L. I love looking these cards up to see if we... I'm telling you, we got to have some. Oh, I lied. We must... Or, you know what? The spike probably happened. They probably got sold. We probably had them in there for like a dollar. Oh, okay. Because why why would we have them in anything more than that? Hmm... This this card's not good. So Dream Chisel is a card that it's an artifact from Onslaught. Um, that is a two drop, and it says face down creature spells you play cost one less to play. Okay, so I guess the uh, the little spike here is just makes your little morphers yeah, cost uh, your morphers two cost instead of three. Yeah, so get them while you Mighty can. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, now this is a spike. Uh, yes, this is the card that you and I are actually excited yeah. to talk about. Uh, I, I did think it was going to be a different card that spiked, but I understand why it's this one. Yeah, Field, Field of Dead. I mean, I think this card should probably be higher than this, right? Mm, and maybe by like a buck or two, but... Think like it's a $5 card? I mean, think maybe. about the buddy, land. the buddy lands are like fives. Yeah, but this is like is like inherently like... It's not a great land. Like It's not like... It doesn't go into like every every deck of those colors. Yes, so Field of Dead from M20 is the card that we're talking about. And uh, this is the card, of course, that, you know, Richie took 30th with um, Mm -hmm. in in Pittsburgh, Adelphia uh, a few weeks ago. And this is... Dingleberg. This is... God, what? LSV. I always forget his name. I don't know LSD? Yeah, and he's just an acronym. He's not... I don't even have to say his full name. Louis Scott Vargas. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he took this and and won a uh, won a whole event with this card, um, and so yeah, of course it's gonna spike, right? So it's only at three bucks right now. So uh, you know, Richie doesn't think it's gonna go up. I think it might go up a little bit higher than this. So if you're interested in playing this deck, I, I think the card that's gonna go up from this deck is still Scape Shift. Yeah, so do I. We talked about that last week. I think Scape Shift's gonna go up. Um, but yeah, this deck's really cool. So again, we always talk about uh, the winners and the losers. And so the cheap pickups they're talking about this week is Tarmogoyf. Now, you know, I'm not 100% this is, um, I guess it's true, but. I still need you to pick up my Tarmogoyf. Yeah, so I, I had a really hard time finding Tarmogoyfs in uh, Pittsburgh, Adelphia, because people are buying them up because Renan 6 and Legacy is starting uh, to really pick up. And Jund. Yes, and Jund in Modern is really picking up. Hopefully you can find me some at Jundcon this weekend. Before uh, they yeah. spike, yeah, they're not going to spike, but they, you know, they'll they'll continue to move up a little bit. But we no longer will have the issue of like, oh man, my tarmogoyfs aren't worth dog shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they'll start to steadily increase, maybe back up to sixty or sixty five dollars. I believe. You don't think we'll ever see uh, the mighty hundred dollar tarmogoyf again? No, 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 no. Those days are gone. 
Um, and then you've also got. I'm sorry. I would love you to sing. I I didn't mean to interrupt you. Nope, you're fine. Uh, I feel like crap. I probably shouldn't be singing anyways. (laughs) Noble Hierarch, uh, they're saying, is at a record low, which is not really that true. (laughs) Um, But it's at $42. So, I mean, you're going to pay $40 for a Noble. Yeah. You know, I remember when you had to pay sixty for a noble. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the rule. Like if if you go and you're like, oh, I need to pick up nobles because I want to play humans, <clears throat> or I'm a sadist and I want to play uh, Knight of the Reliquary um, in Legacy. Um, what's that deck called? Maverick. Maverick. Um, you know, if if you're a sadist, then you know you're gonna be like, oh, of course I gotta pay forty bucks for my nobles because that's what they are. So no clue why this is hierarch into the run and six format. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you got Entomb. God, this card's so low right uh, now. Josh. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh it's at sixteen bucks. So again, there's some there's some really weird things going on with this guy's uh, pickups. I would say, uh, you know, some cards that we talked about throughout the podcast, like you know, Holgak. Yes, pick up your Veil of Summers. You know those those things are probably your Seder Wayfinders. Fine. Yes, go and you know, please <clears throat> don't ask me, or if you have to, you know, send in a. Send in a uh, a favor from me to look in the back stock, and I'll get your Seder <laughs> Wayfinders for you. <laughs> but yeah, find cards like that, you know, and do yourself a favor and just if you're gonna if you're gonna do finance and you're gonna um, be switching decks in you know standard modern legacy, um, you know, make sure you do yourself a favor and just keep an eye on stuff. You know, when it does well at a pro tour, try to get it before you know before it pops. You know, it's just the way. Just the way you gotta be, you just know. Just the way the when, cookie crumbles. Yes, when you're playing, when you switch decks. If you don't switch decks a lot, if you're like me, you build a deck once every four years, <laughs> then you don't really have to worry about anything. Is that what it is, really? Is it like four I years? I think it's been over four years that I finally finished that Boreos deck. Yeah. So. How long till you get rid of that one? Uh, I mean, well, I did build dinosaurs in Legacy, you know, but that was that was to help, you yeah. know, get us going on social media. That was. That was that was a meme. Yes. So I memed out. But, um, I, you know, I, I don't think And it I'm worked out because you needed some of those cards for Boreos anyways. I did. I did. I needed them through the breaches. And then I think I put them back into into stock on accident. And then, yeah, you, you had to go buy some more from the store. <laughs> yeah. So I gave Richie. I had the, the dinosaur deck. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this meme. Put this thing right back into um, inventory. Um, and I gave him the through the breaches. And they disappeared, and I was like, Richie, where are those through the breaches at? Didn't I leave them on the table over here? He's like, I haven't seen them. I don't know. And I'm like, shit, I must have I put them back into the system. And they were already gone. I checked, and they were sold. And I was like, Oof. well, all right, guess I got to go buy more through the breaches. But it's cool. They're only like, what, 10 15 bucks yeah, right now? They're cheap. They're so. cheap. Yeah. So. You know uh, who's not cheap, though? You. I'm not cheap. You're right. Yeah, so follow me. On Mom's Basement MT- or Mom's Basement Games. Uh, nope. Mom's Basement right. MTG. Yeah. There's so many platforms. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at 299 followers right now, which was which is pretty excellent. I think I actually had over 300 uh, a few weeks ago when I was looking, or last week. And it looks like some people unfollowed me. But, I don't blame them. You know, I do spam a little bit on here, but it's in a good way. Uh, when somebody follows us on Twitch, I set it up so that it says, Hey, thanks for following me on Twitch. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, some people, you know, might say, well, uh, or whenever we're streaming, it sends out a link that says, hey, we're streaming. Those are important things that people need to know about that are following us. You know, even if it is 
you know, at once every day. But hey, sorry that we stream every day and we're awesome, mm-hmm. right? So we got we got our followers on here, so it's very cool. Again, uh, we we send out things like we had Super Friends Week. We just finished that up uh, a few days ago, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, that will that'll pr- most of those videos will premiere next week. I still want to get you to play that deck again. Yeah. The, uh, updated list. Uh, yeah, I played I played this. Uh, I think we talked about it last week on the podcast. We right? did. Yeah, we we played the uh, the Teamer Walkers deck. Except we made it. Is it? We did. We made it. Is it? And um, it was it was a lot of fun. I actually. Uh, I, sc- I screenshotted. Uh, this guy said, oh, I guess you, because I put in snaring bridges and blood moons in the side. Mm-hmm. And so the guy's like, yeah, I guess you could play uh, blood moon. And this was in the moto chat. I guess you could play blood moon and ensnaring bridge and any, and plus any other cards. And that's just a me deck. And I was just like, oh no, <laughs> there was a lot of salt from my, one of my opponents and he just scooped. And I was like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I just, it's it's it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, man. I love theme weeks. I'm very happy that we do them. Um, do uh, do we know what our next theme is yet? We do. I think we do. Um, not off the top of my head. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but mm-hmm. um, we'll have it done by tomorrow. Theme week will be done because uh, it's already the 29th. So we gotta have that. We gotta have that stuff ready for next week. Yeah, to get sent out. What yeah. uh, do we know? What our giveaway is next month yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. But we're we are giving away. Maybe we can give away a counter spell. We are giving away the uh, the old uh, guilds <coughs> of Ravnica box. So if you guys are watching us um, on on uh, in future, you're not going to be able to win this. No. No. Like if you're new, because it'll be past the tw- It'll be past the first. Mm. But we're we're probably going to be giving away another box um, next month. I think basically we're just going to be doing a a box esque giveaway every single month because we have a bunch of boxes to give away. No cool giveaways coming up anytime soon. Well, we yeah, we can we can do anything we want. I just gave away a Slimmer sure. Queen. Yeah, you did. Maybe we give away Tarmogoyfs. We already did that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So also uh, Maybe follow we give away some Carns. The Great Creator. No. Liberating. Yeah, we could do that. I wouldn't be bad about that. So follow Richie. Yeah, that's me, Richie. Let me tell let me tell these people about you. So, Richie did a giveaway um, this past what two weeks ago? Uh, I think it's close to a month ago now. Oh shit! Okay, and uh, he's got three hundred seventy four followers now. That is very neat. I, I I would say by what is this? This, this is episode nine. Mm-hmm. I'd give us another what twenty episodes. And I think you know we're gonna be in that 500 range. Maybe we'll see. I've been I've been losing a couple here and there, but well, yeah, because of the giveaway. Yeah, but that's all right. People, people just uh, they'll jump in there. But yeah, Richie, uh, he he had some pictures on his um, on his Twitter um, from this weekend, just hanging out at the bar, kicking it, uh, playing Tron Tron the video game, and he had to he make sure that he took a picture of that. I actually sent you a picture of this, didn't mm-hmm. I, when I was in Indy uh, of Tron the video game. So. Yeah, give Richie a follow too. Don't forget, and uh, you guys can always catch us live here on um, on Twitch every Monday at five thirty, and you guys can catch the replay on uh, Mom's Basement Games YouTube. So, do yourself a favor, uh, go and give us a, a follow on Twitch or give us a follow on YouTube, and you guys are entered to give win us in our giveaway. That 
follow. Yeah. And uh, they can earn extra giveaways, can't they? They can. Or extra entries, not extra giveaways. Yeah, and extra entries. And uh, all they got to do is just go support us on Patreon. That's our third way of, uh, of getting in there. We got a lot of cool stuff on our Patreon. And, um, yeah, we're, we haven't had anybody do it yet. Um, but I'm I can I could see it coming now. I see the future. Patreon. Well wait, I thought we had a Patreon. Oh we did, did No, I, no, that's what I'm saying. We got some really cool stuff. Oh. We got some some cool things that you can do for uh for donating. <laughs> um we got shout outs uh that you you know, we do on the podcast. Uh giveaway foils if you're a uh, a five dollar a month subscriber. I think that was pretty cool. Um there's just different tiers. Um, we, we can pr- help provide sideboard guides. Um, and then of course, uh, the podcast influence one, um, that's pretty neat. And we've got our content creation and also at your request. So, uh, if you request us to play a deck, we'll play your deck. Yeah. You know, basically all you're doing is covering the cost, um, of us, um, going in there and, uh, taking the time to, to make the deck and then also paying for the league and then um, a couple bucks extra to keep the thing going. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. I, I really like the new tier. Uh, Abe made that. I enjoy and, it. And yeah. yeah, he's, I, I think he's, he's doing, doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. We got one Patreon right now. Killing baby. It. Hey, that's one more than we had ever. <laughs> one more than we had ever. That's the dumbest thing I've said all you're, week. Uh, you're getting tired. Maybe, maybe we am. should end it so you can go to bed. That's true. All right, you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping by this week, and we will see you next week. Y'all come back now, you hear? Uh, I like it. We got to come up with some catchphrase. You we know? do. Like, like uh, fuck you, Josh. Fuck you, Richie. Mm-hmm. Signing off. What about that? Is I'm that Ron Burgundy. Good? <laughs>